Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz, the smoothest show on internet radio. Your host, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz, where you meet the artists. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. It is Saturday, March 12th, 2016. I'm here along with my co-host, Mike Reynolds. Mike, how are you? I'm doing okay, Terry. I'm, I'm just leaving the golf course. Uh, very beautiful day, and I got some golfing in today, so I feel great. <laughs> did you get some hole? Did you get any, get any holy ones? <laughs> ah, I wish. I wish. My game is not that great, okay? <laughs> Oh, say hello to Adam Holly. <laughs> What's going on, Adam? Hey, there. hey, how you doing? All right. All right. Uh, we have uh, a guest in the chat room. Welcome to the chat room. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com um, on, and click on Interviews and then on Adam Holly's uh, CD cover, Just the Beginning, and that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. 646-716-5485. Guitarist Adam Holly has released his debut CD called Just the Beginning. And I got a sneak peek of the music on the cruise that we went on last month. Adam, welcome back uh, to uh, Talking Smooth Jazz. I almost said welcome back, but I don't think we've interviewed you before, have we? No, but that, that's all yeah. right. Uh, thank you for having yeah. me. Great to well, be welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah, welcome to the show. So I want to mention that um, Adam is in uh, University of Pennsylvania. He's on tour with Dave Cause, and they are opening for Barry Manilow tonight. Yeah. So, Adam, just yeah, he told me they just arrived at the venue. Adam is sitting on the bus doing the interview. We I, appreciate that. Thank you. I am, yeah. I'm hanging out in the back lounge all laid up, so I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> and I mean, I'm just literally, Adam, you got off that ship and started touring. I mean, you were on the road. I, yeah, we got back so so we got back uh, last week Sunday, and then I immediately had a full week of work back in LA. I um, I teach at a couple. I teach at a musician institute and also Chafee College. So I had a couple days there, and then uh, a few gigs in town, and then flew out on Friday. So I was only home for about four days, I think. Hmm. Wow. All right. Yeah. Um, Lisa Taylor is in the chat room. Hey, Lisa, right. it has been a while. Yes, it has been a while. It's good to see you, Lisa. Hi. Real good to see you. All right, so as I said, Adam has released his debut project called Just the Beginning, and I got a sneak peek listen of the music on the cruise. Um, really nice. Um, even his wife, Kat Holly, was on the cruise, and she is on the CD as well on the song yeah. um, that she's that she's singing. So really nice to see you release your your debut project, Adam. Definitely, I you know I've, I've been wanting to uh, release a record forever, and in fact, a lot of these tunes I wrote back when I was in college, back at USC. A few of them, um, in fact, the single that's out right now, Thirty Fifth Street. I wrote that when I uh, believe it or not, I think we've heard this story before, but living on Thirty Fifth Street. <laughs> But uh, mm. a few people have written songs like that. But uh, but back when I was on campus in the uh, in the uh, studio jazz guitar program over at USC, and uh, finally got the opportunity, you know, been out touring with quite a few contemporary art, jazz artists lately, and and uh, they've all been a huge help to me, and finally kind of 
got to know enough people to make it happen. So really excited to get it out finally. Really cool. You know, you know, you know, Adam. I've I found out about your work through uh, Daryl Williams and uh, you know you yeah. being with the LA Collective and everything. But uh, now, you know, you say you wrote some tunes in college. You know, why did why did you want to release the debut CD now instead of then? Was it a timing type of thing, or, or what was it that made you release the CD now? Well, I, you know, I, I mean, you could release a CD at any time, but you know, you want things to kind of line up and and have mm-hmm. the right. Uh, resources basically and um you know back then I, I i could have made it but you know it it was really great for instance now that i've been touring with quite a few of the artists is being able to ask them hey you know is it possible to get you to play on my record and you know that just helps bring the level up um all together you know i was fortunate to get brian culbertson he was the first one to agree to play on it and back then i was touring with him and then from there it kind of just grew you know, I was able to get Gerald Albright and Michael Linkton and uh, Eric Darius. Um, and so, you know, it helps definitely to have some of those guest artists come and, you know, kind of uh, lend their voice to the record. And um, and then just the, the rest of the players on the on the group or on the record, too, really helped out a lot. Eric Valentine, and, who was on the cruise, also a great drummer. And mm-hmm. Nate Kearney, who we, we toured together with Dave Cause, and then a really great keyboard player, Carnell Harrell, we toured together with Jennifer Lopez. So a lot of these people who played on the record or helped out. Um, and then finally, uh, Huge Groove, too. He played on a tune and, and mixed a couple. And uh, those are all the relationships that I've developed in the last, um, you know, probably five to six years. So definitely the record would have been much different if I had done it 10 years ago. So I definitely the timing was right you know, uh, in uh, 2016. And then finally, uh, I feel so fortunate to have signed with Kalimba Records. Yeah. A good, a good friend of mine, Greg Manning, was their first artist that they signed. And he actually recommended them to me, uh, or recommended me to them because uh, they were looking for people to sign. And uh, so that obviously helped a lot too, having them behind the record and promoting it. And um, they, of course, were founded by Maurice White. So that's the... Uh, amazing to have signed with this record and we you know it's very sad that we lost him a few weeks ago so all of us mm-hmm. at Kalimbo were just going to try to keep you know keep his vision going forward in the future so were you looking to sign with the label well i i was open to um and i and i talked to a few different labels and i was open to also possibly um releasing it myself but definitely um, when I got to sit down with uh, Ted Joseph and and Richie Salvato over at um, Palimba, just we just had a really great connection and great rapport, and um, things just lined up. You know, it was just the, the music that I wanted to release was something that they were interested in, and and um, they they've been great. Uh, basically, I I finished the record. Met, mixing and mastering, and then handed over to them from there, and and uh, their team helped make a great cover, cover art, and, and all of that, and now they're doing a great job promoting it with the first single, and uh, so I've been really happy with it, and you know, I think it's been a great pairing so far. Oh, good, good, very good. And you know, you know, you know, Adam, I've talked to Terry a lot about the fact that, you know, we don't have a lot of guitar players out in the industry, and I'm glad that, you know, you do play the guitar because, you know, it's like a million saxophones. So <laughs> I think that 
you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I think know, that, exactly. you know, going in, yeah, I mean, you, 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 you're at an advantage right now, really, you are, you know, by being a guitar player because you don't have to compete with so many, you know, saxophones. So I think you're in a great spot being a guitar player as well. Yeah, well, hopefully that's the case. You're right. Saxophone is king, and and uh, probably you know probably will be, but uh, but yeah, definitely if I can you know if I can sit in there in the mix, uh, that would be great. You know, so um, I mean, there's so many great guitar players too. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys. A good friend of mine, Chris Dandring, he's just released the record, and, and Nick mm-hmm. Coleone, and and then of course the you know the legends Norman and, and George Benson, and so you know definitely if I can get in there and fit in there with those guys, that would be amazing. So we'll we'll see how we do. Yeah. Mm, all right. Well, um, Tamara just popped into the chat room. Hey, Tamara. Good to see you here right. as well. Yeah. All right. So, Adam, since this is the first time we've talked to you, um, give us a little background and history on how you got started playing the guitar. Oh, definitely. Well, so how far you, you you want to go back to the beginning, the very beginning? It was in 19, whenever you were born. No, just kidding. <laughs> Long, long time ago. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, you know what? It's funny. My Neither of my parents, I'm from uh, Oregon, uh, and when I was first growing up, I was in Tualatin, Oregon, which is about 20 minutes from from uh, Portland. And neither of my parents are musical. They don't play instruments. They don't really sing. or So for, what, for whatever reason, I just always wanted to play the guitar. I can... Uh, I can remember just from a uh, from a young age just wanting to uh, to do that, and of course my mom had all these visions of you know, uh oh he's gonna want to be you know being rock and roll or something or something bad is gonna happen to him. So her her <laughs> idea was well if I make him play piano for a year, you know he 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 won't finish with that and then he, and then he won't get to play the guitar basically <laughs> she, was really, ah. she, always said, she, she always said you know well i think you would be a great lawyer or a great judge and i and i was like well i don't know about that and then she said she would even tell me well you know even jesus was a carpenter so she was trying to get me to do something else but i i just always had guitar in my mind so i finished that year of piano and then started taking guitar at nine nine years old and um i was taking lessons for a while and my first experience actually playing live professionally i joined a bluegrass band believe it or not and uh, we were called we were called three kings and a jack and they were and uh, we toured all around the northwest all around portland and and uh, uh, oregon washington Um, we even played winter grass which is the largest Bluegrass Festival in the Pacific Northwest. So we we had some fun with that. We did that for about a year. And then the next thing, I had kind of more of a bluesy rock band when I was in high school, which was quite a, quite a lot of fun. Uh, it was called Mo Pigeon. And, uh, and really where I got kind of, yeah, Mo Pigeon. I know, not the best <laughs> name. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder why we didn't succeed. <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, but I, you know, so I decided I want to do it for a living and I, uh, ended up at USC, which has a really great music program, the Thornton School of Music. And, um, you know, I definitely feel lucky that I, uh, ended up there because they have a great long tradition of a great guitar program. A lot of great guitar players have come out of there. Paul Jackson Jr. and Tara Kakoni and, and then the faculty there too, really, uh, Richard Smith, who's had quite a few contemporary jazz hits and, and um, so that was a great place to end up. 
and I studied there, and uh, I did my uh, bachelor's, master's, and doctorate all there, back to back. Mm. Wow. And and uh, and then that's also where I got my start professionally in terms of touring. Uh, one of the professors there, Pat Kelly, got called to play with the Manhattan Transfer, which is a vocal jazz group, pretty well known. And uh, he wasn't available, so I literally walked into school at USC one day, and um, and he was there. He said, oh, "Hey, Adam, you know, I got I got called for this tour. I can't do it. Do you want to do it?" And he recommended me, and the rest is history. I I toured with them for four years, and then went on to work with Natalie Cole for a little bit, and then uh, Jennifer Lopez. And uh, after the Jennifer Lopez tour, that's when I kind of got started in contemporary jazz. And you had mentioned Daryl Williams before. I, I mm-hmm. played a a gig with him in Temecula at Pachanga Casino. It was just a little kind of top 40 gig. Um, and that's where we met. And he started recommending me for some different artists. And one of the first ones he recommended me for was Huge Group. So, uh, so I played with Huge and got to know him. And then... Um, and then when I got off the JLo tour, he had a package tour that was called Three Tenors. It was him, Gerald Albright, and uh, Richard Elliott. So I did that, and from that, Gerald and, and Richard started calling me. And then uh, and then another L.A. Collective member, Tony Moore, recommended me for Brian Colbertson. So I started touring with Brian. And from that, uh, Dave Cos was looking for a, a guitar player for his cruise. And uh, so I started doing the cruise back in, I think that was 2013. And so definitely that, once I started playing with Brian and started doing the cruise, that kind of got me, you know, in the scene uh, a lot more. And then since then, been playing with Dave recently and, and a lot of different people. So that's kind of the, so the, that, that's kind of the, that's kind of the quick timeline right there. <laughs> okay. Cool. Is that why you left Brian? Because you went on, you started playing on the cruise? On the Dave Cos cruises? Oh no! Uh, at the time, I was doing both. So I was I toured okay. with Brian in 2013 and also 2014, and I started doing okay. the cruise in in 2013. But uh, okay. no, you know what? Uh, uh, with Brian, I I just started to get um, just started to have some schedule conflicts, and um, I wasn't going to be able to make all of his gigs. And and the the, the nature of his tour, you know, he does rehearsal. Uh, four days of rehearsals at the beginning of the year and he really needs um guys that are gonna be you know, be able to make all all of the gigs. So mm-hmm. um and I, I had started doing this Manilow tour with Dave. So yeah, I, I was just unfortunately I had a great time working with him and I did like I said, I did two years of touring and then um my schedule just got to be uh started to conflict with his touring. Yeah, yeah. And that was and, the first and, and, time you know, I saw you with Brian. That was the first time I saw you play. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. I wonder I wonder where that was. Do you remember? Uh you know, I do not. Well, I don't remember. I remember the announcement being made on Facebook. It was you and another bassist. And I can never remember that that young guy's name. Yeah, um, Maurice Ellett. Maurice. Maurice. Ellett. Yes, yes. I remember the announcement being made on Facebook about you guys joining the band, and uh, but it had to be here in Vegas. I'm not sure where I saw you, but that's that's the first time I saw you guys play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, you, yeah. you know, you that what you were just saying and everything. It kind of leads me into my next question, which is, 
you know, with everything that you're doing as far as touring and, and everything like that with the guys and all that, how how did you find time to get into the studio to do, you know, to complete the CD? Well, and that's why it took me 10 years. <laughs> because <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard, you know. And, and back when I was really first started working on the record, I was still in school. And then, like I said, I started touring with the Manhattan Transfer in 2008. And that was full time. We we toured all year, every year, and then mm-hmm. um, and then I so that was four years. And then I did Natalie Cole for a little bit, and then Jennifer Lopez was eight months straight. So I was just gone for mm-hmm. eight months. And then with Brian, you know, we were gone quite a lot too. So I, you know, I've just been busy, you know. And then I I'm also married, and and uh, I've got a, a I, obviously as you guys mentioned, my wife Kat, she's on the record, and then we have our. Uh, our son Adam Jr. So you know, th- there's only so many hours in the day. So yeah, really, it's, wow. It's it's tricky trying to get it in. So you know, I'm I'm glad that that I was able to get it done. Honestly, it's 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 hard. There's you know, but you can just gotta carve some time out. And uh, I did quite a lot of work on the record while I was on the road. So for instance, you know, we would go in and record, but all of the editing and and kind of moving tracks around and deciding you know what's going to work here what's going to work there I, I would do a lot of that on the airplane or on the tour bus or wow. you know i did i for my wife uh, was really really sweet of her she got me a um pretty powerful laptop uh, for christmas a few years ago so that helped out quite a lot in terms of uh, you know i had everything on on my uh, macbook pro so i had my record with me at all times so i could be working on it while i was traveling and um you know it, it was it was challenging but uh but it got it done finally. Thank goodness. So, what does your mother think of you now? <laughs> uh, see, I think I think she's proud. She just won't admit it because she's still uh, she's still. It's so funny. I played up in Portland at the Moda Center, which used to be called the Rose Garden. That's where the uh, Portland Trailblazers play the NBA mm-hmm. team. So, you know, I was you know understandably feeling you know like that you know that's pretty good to come back to portland and uh, and play there you know for uh whatever ten thousand fifteen thousand people whatever it was and uh you know and it was so funny they, after the gig ended they were like so is, is everything okay is it, you know everything's working out with with the music thing you know you sure <laughs> i was like I, I think it's working out okay i <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the tour right now doing arenas, so they're funny, but they, you know, they obviously mean well. They they just want the best. So, um, but yeah, I see. I think in the back of her mind, she's still holding out for law school, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, you are doing very well for yourself, very well. Um, I want to get into some music, and Adam, I'm going yeah. to play the last song on the uh, CD, the love song, because this is one of the songs I heard on the ship. And it's featuring his wife, Cat Holly. Tell me about this song. Oh yeah, well, and and this song originally was done by The Cure, and it was kind of more of a rock, uh, up tempo kind of rock tune. And then Adele uh, did a, a version not too long ago, and um, and yeah, we were looking for something. Um, you know, I definitely wanted to feature my wife on the record, and um, and just the pairing of just the two of us has always been a lot of fun. We've either at church or we actually met at church. And um, so either at church or playing around town, doing duets, just the two of us has always been really nice. And when I was thinking about some different, you know, how, how to feature her in the end, I was like, wow, it would be really cool if the last track was just almost kind of like an encore, kind of like, you know, when a band does a big concert, they go out and they come they come back and do just a nice mm-hmm. kind of, 
you know, relaxing numbers to finish the concert. And I thought that would be kind of kind of a cool touch to finish the record. And um, she's always sounded so gorgeous on this tune. And um, so, uh, so yeah, so we recorded it. And uh, I think it turned out, I think she sounds great, turned out great. And I even spiced my, uh, doing a little myself in there with a little bit of background vocals. And, uh, you know, I think it turned out really good. And every time that she's done it, with me on one of my shows, um, it's always gotten a good response. So I, I think it was a good choice to, to close out the record. All right. This is Love Song featuring Adam's wife, Kat. Thank you. 
about this song, Adam, it's just mm-hmm. her voice and your guitar. I love that. Yeah, and, 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 and that's what that's, that's what we were going for. So, you know, just to have kind of a moment, just the two of us, and I, mm-hmm. I felt like it was a great way just to, to close out, have, have a little moment yeah. to close out the record. So, yeah. happy with yeah. it. so glad, glad you like it. Thank you. Yeah, it was really nice to see you two performing on the cruise, too. I enjoyed that. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed it. Now, does she travel with you a lot? She does. She, she comes with me, you know, uh, 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 it, it depends. Sometimes you'll do a gig and you'll stay in a city, you know, for, for a se- several days. And ones like that is uh, more likely that she'll come with me. So, for instance, I've done the Blue Note in New York and Tokyo with the transfer. And, uh, you know, that would be for a week at a time. So she would come with me to New York or come with me to, to Tokyo and then the cruises, she often comes with me. It gets a little tricky when you're on tour, going city to city, either on a you know pl- by plane or in a tour bus, because um, you either have to buy tickets for each city, or there's not really room to bring extra people on the tour bus. But definitely, anytime that there's a kind of a longer engagement, we try to I try to bring her out. Okay, all right. Now um, you mentioned some of the artists that you have with Jennifer Lopez and Manhattan Transfer, who I, I really love Manhattan Transfer. But you've also yeah. worked with some rap artists, um, Flo Rida and Lil Wayne. Tell us about that. Oh, well, you know what? They both were special guests on the uh, on the Dance Again tour that I did with uh, Jennifer Lopez. So okay. what was a lot of fun about that tour was that uh, depending on what city we were in, you would never know who was going to show up. So we, mm-hmm. uh, especially in Miami and also in um, in Los Angeles, we did two nights at the America Airlines Arena where the Miami Heat play. And uh, I, if I remember correctly, I believe Flo Rida and Lil Wayne were there. And then um, and then in uh, in Los Angeles, I believe both of them and Pitbull showed up. And and um, you know at, at the big concerts with when they have a rap artist. Um, a lot of times it'll just be up on the screen because they can't tour to every mm-hmm. every uh, every uh, city. But on those bigger cities, they'll come and actually do their you know their featured portion of the show. So that that was that was quite a lot of fun to um, to uh, get to work with them on those on those few shows. And um, there was a lot of special guests on that tour. In fact, her her former husband Mark Antoine uh, or uh, Mark Anthony, excuse me. Uh, Mark Anthony uh, came and sang with us for two nights in Puerto Rico. We actually finished. It was interesting being on the cruise and going to Puerto Rico, sailing out of there, uh, because I had been. That was the last dates of the tour I did with her. We did mm-hmm. two nights there and um, spent quite a bit of time with Mark Anthony, rehearsing with him and, and working up a couple tunes so he could be a special guest. And um, they had fun with it. They had him. It wasn't announced, and they had him kind of appear out of uh, one of those. Um, they call them uh, toasters because you pop up out of the floor. <laughs> ah. so, uh, so they had him pop up and be a special special appearance. So it was fun. And, and that's all. Uh, it was pretty cool. That all ended up being an HBO special, which was released uh, last New Year's. So, so it was fun to have that kind of commemorate that tour and have that footage. You know, I got that in my archives. And, um, you know, you can go, go back and check that out. Remember back. It's not that long ago, 2012, but it would be nice to have that, to remember that tour by. 
Okay. Um, I want to read. Uh, I want to read uh, something that Brian Culperson said about Adam and his music. Um, he said, Adam's a sense of rhythm, harmony, and soul all shine. A master of the guitar, well, doctor to be exact, he captivates the listeners with great melodies and incredible solos. This is a very impressive debut, one not to be missed. And that was from Brian right. Culperson. Right. Yeah. Well, that, it- and that, that's just so nice of him. I appreciate that so much from him. And, and like I said before, I had such a great time touring with him for, for two years. And, um, and he was a, a huge help. You know, I was definitely picking his brain throughout the tour. And, he, you know, he, he, he'd always make time to talk on the phone when I'd have questions about, oh, well, you know, what should I do for mixing? Who, who should I hire as a mixing engineer? Who should I hire as a mastering engineer? Uh, you know, how did, how did you record this? And he said he played on. Um, he was nice enough to play on uh, one tune on my on my record called Cruisin', and he we ended up recording the piano at his studio. And um, he was just very gracious. It took quite a bit of time, you know, so that we could get it right. And, and he spent some more time editing. I know after I left, and uh, so I definitely appreciate that. Appreciate that from him. He's you know definitely a, a huge help making it happen. Cool. Now, Adam, now you've been touring with, you know, superstar artists of uh, different genres and everything. So with the people that you have toured with, so what have you kind of picked up from them as far as, you know, things that you can carry on, you know, into this new beginning of your solo um, endeavor? Oh, well, you know, it's, and that's another reason why I'm glad that, I feel like the time is right to, to release this record now because I've had a chance just to glean so, so many different just you know strategies and inspiration from a lot of different artists. Um, you know, Brian, uh, in addition to being a, a great, obviously great player and a great songwriter, but also the show aspect, he obviously puts on, and, and many people often say he has one of the best shows, if not the best show that they've seen. So mm-hmm. being with him for a year and a half, or two years was really great just in terms of, you know, just picking up different ideas in terms of when you go to put on a live show, you know, I mean, obviously the music is important. And at the same time, um, uh, making sure the audience is having a good time, obviously if the audience isn't enjoying it, then <laughs> that's, that's not good. So, it, and he always, he would always say, you know, if we're having a good time, that's going to help the audience have a good time. So I, I try to, keep that in mind when I'm playing and, you know, it's just little things, just smiling, just enjoying yourself, not, uh, <laughs> you know, just, just be in the moment. And, um, right. you know, and Dave, likewise, it's been a lot of fun touring with Dave and, and he does such a great, great job of that too. Just engaging, I would say is a good way to put it, engaging with the audience and, and making that connection. And, and that's everything, you know, um, if you're kind of just playing to yourself, uh, that's, that's not, any good obviously you gotta gotta make that connection and i would say also working with huge groove was really great he was like i said was ended up mixing two tunes on my record and also was just in terms of the technical aspect he produces all of his records himself and mixes them as well at his studio uh and so just being able to lean on him just for technical expertise and and i ended up using the mastering engineer that he recommended, who is a gentleman by the name of Steve Hall, and he's mastered um, countless hit records, a lot of Earth, Wind & Fire, and a lot of other famous artists, and 
believe it or not, he's from or was working in L.A. for a long time and ended up moving about 20 minutes where I'm from in Oregon. So that was quite a coincidence when I uh, contacted him to master my record. But, um, but yeah, definitely. I, I was just able to lean on, on, on so many of these uh, great artists and, and just kind of, you know, whenever I have a question, all of them were so helpful. I could either give them a call or send an email and, and um, you know, they would just help out. So it's, that's, I would definitely say that's helped make it, you know, the record that it is. And it, it wouldn't have been that without their, their help for sure. Mm. We are talking to guitarist Adam Holly. He has released his debut project called Just the Beginning. And Adam, I'm going to play the cruising song since you mentioned that. Uh, this is featuring oh, this is featuring Brian Culberson.
All right, that was Cruising featuring Brian Culberson there on keys, and that is from Adam Holly's brand-new debut release, Just the Beginning. So, um, Adam, can we talk a little bit about the cruise? Oh, of course. I want to know, how much music did you have to learn to play? Oh, my goodness. And that's a question (laughs) I get from a lot of people. They say, I I saw you on stage all week, which is true. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's quite a bit. Uh, I would say I didn't count this year. I know the very first one I did to the Mediterranean in 2013, I had to learn 80 songs, 80 different (gasps) songs. Wow. I don't have a – I'll have to – I'll have to – look at my records for this year, but it, it, it was about the same. Every year I end up doing about, you know, 12, 13, 14 shows. So all in seven days. So it, it, it adds up definitely. Oh my but, goodness. Uh, this year I lucked out a little bit just in that I had played with Larry Graham two years ago. So that was review. Um, I've been playing with huge groove for about, I want to say four or five years. So his, mm-hmm. his was cool. Dave, Dave, obviously, I've, I've been touring with for the last year, so I looked out with those. Kirk Whalem, kind of, I've worked with him, but he kind of, he ended up doing quite a quite a few songs that are not in his regular set, which was a lot of fun. But I, so I had to work on those, and obviously the gospel show um, was some new music too. So this year was a little bit less intense homework wise, um, but yeah, it's 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 always a, a bit of an endeavor, but we have a lot of fun with it. We we rehearse for a week. Uh, two weeks before we fly out, we rehearse for one week, and then um, and then obviously come on the cruise and do a short sound check, review a few of the songs, and, and then hit it. So um, oh wow! But it's fun, you know. I I uh, I had uh, working with the transfer and also working with Natalie Cole was a great kind of um, lead up to working on the cruise in terms of having to learn that much music with the transfer. They had quite you know. Oh, I would say 100, 150 tunes in their repertoire. And um, Natalie, I got the gig with her and had to learn 140 songs. So, uh, you know, working with working with those two artists definitely kind of got me uh, got me ready for this. And then doing the cruise was a good lead up. I, I did two weeks filling in on American Idol in the house band. So being on, on the Dave Cos cruise was kind of a good way to get used to working with, you know, learning a bunch of tunes and kind of being on call. Uh, the first week of American Idol I did was 75 songs, and the second week I did was 51. So, how, you know, how do you remember to play all of those songs? I mean, that's, well, like, fortunately, that's, that's we have, music. Fortunately, we have, we have sheet music. So, we, you know, mm-hmm. for a lot of it, we have, you know, we have charts, and, and uh, you know, you make your notes on your charts, and you still have to review everything, but um, you don't have to memorize everything. So that that helps definitely, but okay. um, you know, but it just depends. Some of the songs you know, hey, on this song I'm gonna have to come out front, take a solo, or maybe it's a duet. So you can't stand by your music stand and read the whole, you know. So some songs you know, mm-hmm. hey, I'm gonna have to memorize this. So I, I really what I do is I prioritize some of the songs. You know, okay, this is a ballad. There's there's not a lot of specific guitar uh, parts. So those songs, you know, I, I I'll be able to play on the fly. Where some of the songs, like I had a duet I had, I did with Dave on his show on the cruise called Goodfoot, which is um, his latest single that's out. So that song, you could I could tell as soon as they sent me the recording, okay, I, this is a duet. I'm obviously going to be out front a lot. So that one I just memorized. I never even looked at the chart because I knew 
I didn't want to be trying to go back and look at it. <laughs> you know. Okay. Okay. Camera. Got to prioritize. Okay. Um, Tamara has a question. She wants to know: uh, Will the LA Collective start touring? Oh yeah, and and we're working on that presently. We're you know we're working on getting dates, and um, we've done a few a few shows. Uh, well, I shouldn't say a few. We, we've done quite a few. They've all been in Southern California. So yeah, hopefully we'll you know we'll get out, start getting out further, Northern California, uh, Nevada, and, and and keep it moving definitely. So um, I know where I can't a... I can't. What's I'm that? sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I said I said I can't I can't say where, but we are working on something in Arizona. So so we'll see. We'll definitely we'll definitely um, get it up. You know, get up posted as soon as it's. Uh, you know, confirmed. So okay. uh, we're going to be what getting out. Well, and we've been talking about that too. Right now, uh, my CD is is coming out in about a week and a half. And then Greg Manning, I know, is releasing one, I believe, in May or June. And then Daryl has one coming out too. So all of us were trying to get our solo CDs out there and, and, and with some momentum. And then definitely, um, you know, hopefully – not too long after that, once we get our solo ones out, um, you know, we can, at, at the very least, we want to you know, hopefully do a single uh, as a group mm-hmm. and, and eventually a record, definitely. So, yeah, that, okay. all of those, we've been having talks about all of that, and uh, it's it's all in the works. We definitely want to, um, you know, start making that happen. Okay. Well, you, well, you definitely got to let Dale Williams know. I've been waiting for his city for some years. Hello. Okay? And tell, Hello. And tell him that I said that too. Okay. I I will. I will. I'm going to see him very soon. I actually have show, some shows of my own coming up uh, in LA, and and uh, and he's going to be playing with me. And so I'll I'll make sure to tell him. I'll make sure to tell him for sure. I saw him on so. the cruise, and I reminded him about that because you well, know he and, played and a I'll song. Tell you, yeah, and I'll tell you. His new record sounds incredible. You know, it's oh, not finished. He, he, he's 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 played some unfinished tracks. They're all very close. You know, he, he's mm-hmm. in the finishing touches kind of stage, and I, I believe he has a few, maybe a couple more tunes he needs to record. But for the most part, a lot of it is is getting there. And what he has done so far is fantastic. So definitely, it, it'll be worth the wait. I'll I'll tell you that for sure. Hmm. It seems like I've been waiting since, uh, let's see, I went to Seabreeze in 2011. Uh-oh. Well, 2011. You know, his, his first record is, is out, so you go back and listen to that. His first record is no. fantastic, too. So no, no, no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. He actually played a song, and I think it's, I think Elon Trotman was on it, and he played right. that for me at Seabreeze. And that's oh, the last, fantastic. the only time I heard anything from the news from that CD. And every time I see Daryl, I'm like, when, when is the CD coming out? When is the CD coming out? His work, I'm working right. on it. I'm working on it. Uh, <laughs> like, okay. Well, you know, he he has the same the same problem that I do, which is he's yeah. very busy, which is a good problem to have. So it's you know, you're trying to find time in between. You know, he's got a family as well, obviously, and and then all the touring he does. So. That's the trick is trying to find that balance of, of mm-hmm. uh, you know, working on your solo career and, and still touring with, with all the people that we do. So that's, okay. that's a good problem to have. Yeah. 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 Okay. All yeah. right. No, that was in 2011. No, okay. Yeah, that, that works. But, but even for you, 
now, when when are you going to start doing your own shows and kind of break away from doing everybody else's shows and work on your tour schedule for yourself? I do. Well, I, I, I'm starting to get some dates, which is fantastic. I'm, I'm okay. going to be at uh, the Bamboo Lounge, which is a, a brand-new spot in Temecula on April 9th, and I, I'm going to post that pretty soon. It, it just got confirmed that that's a Saturday night. Um, I'm going to be at the Festival of the Arts, which is a, a lot of fun and a really cool festival in Laguna. Uh, I'm going to be doing two dates there over the summer, on uh, July 17th, and another date that hasn't been um, announced yet uh, uh, in August. And uh, once that gets confirmed, I'll put that up too. So I've got those two coming up. Uh, Daryl's going to have me as a special guest at his jam. That's the most, um, uh, the one that's coming up the soonest. That's on March 22nd. So definitely, I've, I've got I've got about five, six uh, events. Uh, my own that are coming up in the next few months, which is exciting. And uh, and then also uh, I'm going to be at Sagatini uh, for my CD release on May 13th. So yeah, then we got we got some we have some events coming up, which is which are exciting. And um, I'm going to be posting uh, an Adam tour schedule here in a little bit um, and uh, start to get the word out for those. So it's been fun. I've I've done a few. Uh, I haven't done any full shows, but um, the LA Collective, we play every first Sunday at Sagatini, so we featured my music this last Sunday, which was great. Uh, we did about half of my record, and then um, and then I Daryl had me down at his jam at uh, the Old Town Pub and Grub, so I was a special guest there. And then, of course, on the cruise, I did a couple solo shows. So we're, start, we're starting to get a few things coming in, and um, now that the record's out, and and um, I feel so fortunate the single is, is doing well so far. So that obviously helps in terms of getting more shows. You know, it, it's uh, something I can, you know, when I when I go to book shows, you know, say, hey, the single, you know, is doing such and such, and uh, looking to come and play, and and that makes it easier, obviously. So it's, I, I feel fortunate. Shout out to my radio guy, Jason Goroff, um, who's also in Vegas. He the the single was number one most added on Billboard in its first week. Oh, wow. And good, uh, good. and it was also number one most added on com as well. And uh, this past week, which is its third week, it's uh, on the new and active chart on Jazz on Billboard. And it just charted on com at 48. So it's wow. good. We're, we got we got some momentum. It's going in the right direction. It's going upwards and not downwards. Yes, so. <laughs> yes exactly. And Tamara so we says were, we awesome. Were very, Huh? A camera says awesome. Congratulations on the solo gigs, and she also put in road trip uh, for me and her for the Spaghetti um, gig. So I yes, think we might have please, to work on that. Come down. that yeah, would, that would be amazing. It would be great. To yeah, see definitely, you. definitely. And Ollie in the court also has a question in the chat room. He wanted to know um, when you are. Let me find. It. Had you had to play a song and you didn't have a clue? <laughs> Yes, it, it happens sometimes, you know, it happens, you know, where, uh, you know, any anything can happen. Um, I'll give you an example. I was on tour with Sheila E. and in, in 2013, she had a new record out, and so I went to Europe with her for three weeks. And we were doing this super late night concert. It was really bizarre. We didn't start until, I believe, 2 a.m. or 3 a.m., and it was in uh, the Netherlands, I think, or, or somewhere somewhere in Central Europe. So Marcus Miller had played before us. And, you know, 
of course they know each other quite well. And so she, she bent, she kind of bent his arm and, and, uh, and got him to come and play and sit in. And he just started playing and he was just playing on the bass. Doom, 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 doom. So none of us knew, <laughs> he didn't really tell us what song or maybe the message wasn't relayed. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so we're up there with Marcus Miller not knowing what song we'll play. <laughs> and eventually we figured out what it was. But that was definitely an interesting moment right there where you're, you're, you're kind of up there with Marcus Miller and, and uh, kind of looking around at each other like, well, what, <laughs> where is this going to go? <laughs> but uh, it, it, it ended up being great. So, yeah, sometimes the, those times happen. You know, And especially on the cruise, you have so many special guests and people who drop in and, and sometimes you don't know. You just don't know. I, I got another good example. Uh, Jonathan Fritzen, good friend of mine, who I've mm-hmm. uh, played with quite a bit, he asked me to come and do a song uh, with him on his show. And and it was a solo show, so he was playing along with tracks. I had He sent me the song to learn, and I learned it, but with the track. And so when we went to go play in front of the audience, it was in the centrum there. It was quite a you know, decent-sized audience. He just started playing by himself without a track. And and in that moment, I was like, oh, okay, it's just the two. <laughs> <laughs> and so it ended up being a really nice moment and ended up working out great. But that was another kind of example where, um, you know, you're in front of everybody and you just got to keep smiling and, <laughs> you know. And, you know, kind of the best thing about that is we don't know. It doesn't. We don't. We don't know the mistake or or the difference. You know, it sounds it sounds good to us. Only you guys know, but the audience right. Doesn't know. And that's the thing. You try to you try to just keep smiling and and, yeah. and uh, you know make it happen. And 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 that's very true. A lot of times it it, it turns out great. You know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and so you know that's <laughs> so that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. We'll we'll just try to keep fooling people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tamara has a comment. Um, about the new single, um, 35th okay. Street. She says, yes. I heard it on my way to work one morning and almost swerved out of my lane. I'm, I was so oh. proud of you, Adam. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. That's so nice of you. And it's been, uh, I, I imagine maybe she heard it on um, uh, 91.5 KUNV. Yeah. They've been, they've, been, yeah. they've been so great about playing it. They've been quite, playing quite a bit. And I actually have the app for their station. They have an iPhone app and I downloaded that. So I've been able to catch it a couple of times too. And it's definitely, it, 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 I feel just blessed and feel so you know thankful that it's doing well so far. And um, it's been playing there and huge groove actually played it on his, he's got a, uh, his own station too. And he played it on there as well. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's funny, you know, you, you hear it and, and it's great. And then I find myself, uh, turning the app on and seeing if I can catch it again. So it's 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 fun mm-hmm. to to hear it on there. And um, you know, Eric did Eric Darius did such a great job uh, playing on it, and I I appreciate him. And uh, so it's great. So we're we're hoping for it to keep going forward, and hopefully cross our fingers this week coming up. Hopefully it'll be on the chart. Uh, it'll actually be charting on Billboard. So we'll see we'll oh. see how we do. All right, all right, all right. Well, Adam, I'm going to let you go so you can go and get ready for your show tonight. Um, let everyone know where – I know you're going to be – your guys are – you are in Pennsylvania. You're also going to be here in Vegas. Tamara heads up on that. He's going to be here on April 2nd with the Sax Pack um, is at, at, at Aliante. So we definitely will That's get to come exactly out and check right. you out That's exactly right, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And they, have definitely. A great, they have a great show. It's a lot of fun playing with them. Jeff Cashew with Steve Cole and yeah. Joiner. 
Yep. And, um, yeah, Alianza has been playing up there quite a bit the last few years. So that's mm-hmm. that's going to be a lot of fun. So All right. yeah, I'll, I'll be there. And, um, yeah, definitely if there's one to, to kind of look for is the uh, CD release at Spags, May 13th. Okay. All right. Well, Dameron and I will definitely be at the Aliante show for sure since it's here in Vegas. So we'll definitely come cool. and check you out there. Yeah. Let everyone know where yeah. they can find you and your music on the web. Oh, definitely. Well, definitely you can go to my website, adamholly.com, and uh, you can find links to everything there. Uh, the album is still not released, but you can pre-order on Amazon. And uh, all you got to do is type in my name, which uh, you probably see the spelling there, Adam and then Holly, H-A-W-L-E-Y. And you type that in. And last time I checked, the first thing that pops up is this record, just the beginning. So you can pre-order. Mm-hmm. And uh, and same with iTunes. You can pre-order on there, too. And it'll be out March 18th, which is mm-hmm. actually, I said a week and a half, but that's not right. That's coming up soon. That's about six days. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can you can find it there, and uh, you know appreciate the support from everybody. So yeah. you know, well, keep it going. I hope to see and, you on the East Coast because I'm like I'm in the DC area. So hopefully you guys can find a way to get on the East Coast as well, so I can see you. That would be great. We got to work it out, Ramshead or Blues Alley or one of those. I've I've played both those clubs. So hopefully next time I end up there, it's either you know myself or the uh, LA Collective or something. We got to work it out. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right, Adam, I want to close the show with another song. I'm going to let you pick it. Oh, well, let's, hey, we can't go wrong with the single, 35th Street. So let's let's throw that one on there. And thank you, both of you, so much for having me. This has been great. Thank you. It's been our pleasure. Thank you. Yes. And have a great show tonight. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Adam. All right. We'll catch you later. All right, that was guitarist Adam Holly. His brand-new debut release is called Just the Beginning, scheduled for release on March 18th. You can pre-order it now on Amazon. Uh, check him out on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Holly Music. Tamara, Lisa, Ali, thank you all for hanging out with us today. I, it's so good to see you guys back in the chat room. So good. Love that. All right, Mike, anything to add? Um, no, like I said, um, music sounds good. You know, Adam's a, a great guitarist. And like I said before, I'm just glad that he's not a saxophone. That's where it is. And it only me and Terry get there because we talk about it so much because we see so many, you know, uh, guys play the saxophone that when we see another guy play another instrument, I just fall out, you know, you know, enjoy. You know, I mean, I'm serious. But, uh, like, yeah. uh, Adam has a very, very bright, bright future in this contemporary jazz uh, genre. And like I said, he's definitely going to be one of the guys, uh, you know, going forward that's going to be the uh, the future of the genre, you know, a young yes, guy. Yes. I'm glad about yes. that myself, yeah. Yeah. Lisa says, hi, Mike. Hey, Lisa. Where are we hanging out, baby? Where are we going to hang out? <laughs> I got to get back to L.A. That's what I got to do. I got to get back to L.A. They hang out with all my L.A. folks. <laughs> <laughs> Tamara said, you a mess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to close the show with the single, the first single released from just the beginning. It's called 35th Street. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again. And by the way, Lisa's in San Francisco. She just wanted me to let you know that, Mike. Oh, okay. (laughs) This is 35th Street. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you.
thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.